Welcome to Bar Dizzle where we talk about sports, spirits and beers. Here are your hosts, the self-anointed princes of sports podcasting, Dave Clark and Scott Pater. Welcome all you podcast stalkers out there. You're in the Bar Dizzle, yes that is a hockey term. If you have to ask, just Google it please. I'm Dave Clark and I'm joined by Scott Pater, my good friend and fellow hockey slash general sports aficionado. We are former pucksters at a variety of levels who've been forcibly removed from the ice and sent up to the broadcast booth due to age, injury, and, well, just uh, good common sense. We'll be answering questions, questioning answers, all while interjecting some levity, jocularity, and downright buffoonery if need be. Jeez, I'm an idiot! Uh, We'll have some regular structure, but most of it we'll, we'll keep it light and go from there. So... Our mission is to shoot for the top shelf of the podcast cupboard, where Mama hides the cookies, a la former Penguin sniper, two-time Stanley Cup champion, and a renowned lover of Frankfurter's, yes, the one and only Phil Kessel. And a big step, stick tap to Phil. Uh, wherever you are, Phil the Thrill. God, I love that guy. Scott, was there anyone better in the last decade or so at coming off the half wall in the power play and just sniping high glove side from below the dots? No, not not that I'm aware of. I mean, that that guy, um, he came and uh, he was firing BBs. Came, saw, and sniped. Uh, we're also going to mix in a craft beer or premium spirits review here and there and interject some random thoughts, which aren't necessarily sports-related. So, uh, you know, this is our maiden voyage, so wish us luck on our journey. If I had a bottle of champagne to smash against something, I, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't do that. Uh, alcohol is bad. Because... I drink it instead. That's just me. I never understood that old tradition, Scott. So you're standing around watching this super yacht being launched for the first time, right? So everybody raises their glass and toasts, and then the owner smashes this big separate bottle of champagne, which, by the way, has my refill in it, against, smashes it against the hull. Now, I'm sorry, but that is just stupid. That seems to be a waste of alcohol. So and now some fish gets to enjoy my second glass of bubbly. I mean, what sense does that make, Scott Pater? I don't know, Dave. I, I wonder if that's where they got the term drinks like a fish. <laughs> I think I'll have to look that one up. Yeah. Do that, please. So anyway, that's our story, and we're going to try to stick to it along the way. So if you're hearing this, then you've been provided an email and or social media link to offer your comments. And after this brief interlude, it's on with the first of hopefully many shows. Cheers. Right, we're back. Hope you uh, smoked them if you had them. And uh, Dave, you know, I think what I'd like to do right now is, is go around the diamond since it still is summertime, and we've got some other stuff to close out. But let's uh, let's do that. What do you what do you think about this guy Otani? I think you need to maybe check to see if he's got some bolts and nuts and some computer software, and they need to cut him open and see what's going on in there. Because what this guy what this guy is doing, I'm, I'm sure you'll concur. It's 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 really otherworldly. We're not talking about just remarkable. I don't know that you really have a there's a proper word to describe it. But let me just throw a couple of things out here. Uh, he's as of Wednesday, uh, he's leading or tied in home runs, extra base hits, and slugging percentage. This guy's a pitcher as well. He's also tied for the major league in triples, major league leading triples. 
and sporting a four and one record with three point four nine ERA. That's with at least sixty innings pitched. Um, I I don't know. That, I, I don't know what to say. I, I just don't. I wish I get to see the guy more because obviously he's on West Coast and you're not you're not seeing a lot of his games. But I I, I it, it's a it, it's the only thing missing from the show is a bearded lady for God's sake. Yeah, I to me to me it's. It's a, you know, multi-generational, and, and welcome to the patio tour. Um, the you know, Guy and Stan did the, the summer porch tour. We're, we're doing the uh, the summer patio tour here, and it sounds like they're... Uh, I hope it's one of ours up there. That's all I'm going to say. I hope they're not paratrooping in to, uh, to, to separate us here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just... Uh, how many generations does it span since you've seen something like this? I mean, I know... You know, everybody wants to point back to Babe Ruth, but he he was just from another planet as well. Um, but this guy's doing it now during the modern athlete, with right. all of the training and, and special right. specialties and and all that other stuff. I th- I just think it's it's you know it's 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 a once in a lifetime thing, and and it you know as you said, I I, I wish he was here on the east coast within driving distance absolutely i mean you know and to be fair ruth did the pitching thing for just one full season right i mean that's that from what i recall he only had those numbers he really only pitched one full season as a starter and what he you know and obviously in his generation the 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 slugging and the and the just the the offensive prowess period was was he pretty much stood alone but 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 what this guy has what he's put on a stat sheet so far in his career because you just think that okay it's just not going to last like because it's you know there something's happening this year in the all-star game it's never happened before he's going to uh you know they're not going to have a designated he's, he's going to bat right <laughs> he's going to be in that spot i think he's going to participate right. in the uh, home run yeah derby. Well, i didn't even hear that he he's is also pitch. He's, i mean the only thing you i guess you, you know the way the way these teams now with the salaries that are out there and I guess he's in, he's still in an entry level deal. Right. So, I mean, which they had to pay a significant amount because he came with, from a, you know, a, a signing standpoint, he wasn't through the, it wasn't through the draft, but, and so he's getting paid pretty handsomely, but you know, the way teams protect guys now, you, you, you're almost shocked that they would even expose him out there for the amount of playing time. He had, he's had a couple little dings that have been a little bit, concerning like last year he had some injury problems missed some time but i'm just shocked that they're just exposing him out there for lack of a better word or just you know aren't you a little bit surprised at how much time he's yeah i I mean it's you know not not even wear and tear but it's you know a a comebacker to the mound oh yeah put him down he can you know if if he's sliding into second base to to take out a shortstop, he could he could go out. It, right. It's I mean, although they've tweaked those rules a little bit, so there's not there's not as many of those contact plays. But to your point, look at you know, this is such a stats and and metrics driven league now. Exit velocity, right? So exit velocity of a ball, as a, to your point, a comebacker, you know, hits him, God forbid, somewhere above the shoulders, you know, someplace or you know, and and or you know wherever in a bad spot you know it's there's just so many players out there that are just pounding the ball you know and it's such a big stat you know they 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 show it all the time in games how many guys are really 
doing that. So I'm just a little shocked with that. But what? Do you, what? But but you know, I mean, God bless him. I mean, 32 home runs, folks. I mean, we're talking early July. We're not even at the All Star break. This guy's on pace for 60. And you know, he's when he's not pitching, he's and you know, it's still. And I think that's a big deal. Like when you're pitching. You know, as, as all of you know, the follow any baseball. I mean, it's it's a grind, right? I mean, you're not going to just come out there and buzz everybody down in six innings and you know uh, walk off and with 80 pitches and you know you, you know this is this is the thing where you got to go, go back out and play the next day. You know, right, I mean that, right. that's that's right. significant. These guys are usually their downtime is a couple of days. You know, they're not they're not they're not playing again pitchers right. till the next right. fifth, the fifth day after that. Right, they're they're sharpening their golfing. <laughs> it's right. You know. Um, the the only thing that I can think of that that you know, the, the only player that I could ever see top this is is you know Bugs Bunny when he pitches himself. Wham, a homer. Wham, another homer. Leaving that base and heading around the diamond, uh, you know, we got the draft coming up and we've got the trade deadline. I don't know what what, what thoughts you have on that. Well, I mean. Um... <laughs> Yeah, let's let's talk about the let's talk about the uh the draft which is coming up here Sunday night since that's first in order. Um you know, this new regime with Ben Charrington who's had a good amount of success with with Boston and it seems to be tracking uh the right way. I know pirate fans out there, you know, <laughs> You're just you're, you're kind of like rolling your eyes a little bit right now. I can tell, like, well, you know, what's going to be different now? You can't handle the truth. This team had some 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 decent drafts in, in recent history, but they've also had some clunkers. Um, and uh, a team in a small market like this, you can't afford clunkers. It just it just, it's just not it's just not something you could do. You can't make the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Yankees, they make a they make a bad move or two. They just go buy somebody else. I mean, they just look for a free agent to cover up their 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 their, their problem. Shortcomings, yeah. The, the Pirates are not afforded that that luxury. And and my whole thing about this, it's been debated now. We can go through a few different people, but um uh Lighter's kid, is it Sam Lighter, I think it is. I think I, I, I look at that, but uh, you know he's up there. You know some performances by a couple of pitchers from Vanderbilt, and but there's this there's this high school shortstop uh, mock draft scenario that's come up where you know kid from California high school shortstop. I mean here's my here's my problem is that I'll just I'll just say it in two words: Cole Tucker. Well, yeah. I I, <laughs> I think I I think that's you know an interesting observation. I think that. You know that kid. That's that's. Why is it such a big deal worrying about college guys? I mean, cause... I, I think the kid that you're referencing, I mean, he might be the best shortstop, but in, in a small market, uh, the, the the Pirates have to take as many top end arm Agreed. that you can at the top of the draft. Agreed. I mean, there's just no way around it. They can't sign a free agent. They can't keep their own aces. They will leave after six years of service. That's you know, those are the rules. So I think you got to take a pitcher, uh, and and frankly, when you when when you look at their system right now, where are they stocked? Shortstop. Well, yeah, I mean, and and through, I mean, even a guy like O'Neill Cruz, who's probably going to track towards outfield when it's all said and done, but he's you know he's kind of a freak. He's down in Altoona now. Um, what six four, six five, whatever he is, maybe a little taller. Um, you know, he's he's an interesting prospect. But but, you're, but to your point, there's a, there's a lot of them down there, and. Uh, 
but 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 my whole thing is about the high school player thing. Your point aside about some of the depth they have at that position is this: when you're taking somebody at that high, high school player at that spot, I mean, he better be aroid minus the steroids. I mean, I, I think I said aroid. I think I just. It's like a double negative. So like a, a, a rod without the steroid. Of course, talking about Alex Rodriguez, because because you know it's such a it's kind of a reach at somebody at that level. You're talking about a 17, 18 year old kid, and and you bet. I mean, how they project at that age. I mean, I know, like, see from a from an arm standpoint. I mean, there's so many so much look about. Well, they've they've had so many innings, high school and college, that they sometimes people shy away from college guys just because of, you know, they're going to be two seasons in and we look at a Tommy John surgery. You know what I mean? Everybody's so overprotected. And, you know, you're going to pay these guys at the top end of the draft like that. And, you know, that's the fear, I think. Well, you're also, but, you know, the way I look at it is if you're drafting one of these top end pitchers out of college, you're probably one to two years closer to the big leagues. Yeah, right. Right. Sure. So, the you know, the other high school kids going to, put miles on the arm as they say um and you know I, I i firmly believe that unless you're nolan ryan you only have so many tosses yeah, yeah. in an arm marcelo meyer by the way is the shortstop from chula vista california um he did commit to southern cal but you know he's if he's one overall i doubt that he's going to fulfill that commitment i mean i don't know i mean Unless he sees the pirates and the commitment to commitment to excrement, I don't know what you call them, what we call it. Like, well, you know. yeah. well, the other challenge I think you know, Charrington stated, and I don't think it's a bad strategy. They they plan to try to um, pay under slot so they can squeeze that balloon and move more money down the yeah. chain and get vol- quality and. I think vol- that's something that's always been in his in his makeup from what I've seen in, in his uh, modus operandi. Of, so to speak. So I think that that um, that that probably glaring challenge that the Pirates have is when healthy. I think they they field a fairly fine team one through six, maybe one through seven. Yep. Um, yep. But you, you get an off day, uh, you get an injury. It there, there's just nothing at Triple A that can step in and and take over for a couple weeks for 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 a dl stint there it's just yeah. not there and you know he needs to continue to stop now a question and, and and to his and to his credit i will say and this is not me just talking about this is baseball america espn some of the some of the bigger you know um organizations that track such things they're currently rated the fourth best in the, in the league, as far as their minor league system, fourth best. Now, that's just, this is with this is Charrington's, and I agree with you with what you're saying because look, right now all of their teams are above 500, low A, high A, double A, triple A, and, and there are some guys there that are that are tracking to be here maybe sooner than later. And I think that you have to give this guy his his opportunity. It's like any other like coach or somebody coming in. It's their players. If it's a NCAA college co- football coach that comes in and recruits his player, it's the same scenario. You got to give this guy his, you know, his time to, to build. And, you know, we're coming off this monumentally <laughs> messed up deal with Archer. And, you know, you, yeah, you're, and you're, you, you sell out Shane Boz. Now the pitcher who's a, who's a number one pick who, who now is going to be playing in the futures game. 
with you know Pirates former first pick he's gone and then and then of course then you get rid of you know and Meadows is part of the deal and he's pretty darn good he's had some injury things here and there but then 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 the pitcher um who was part of the deal too the big tall pitcher guy um who's, oh. who's now kind of injured again yeah he's 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 uh, on the uh the right he is um and his, his name escapes me i i should have that written down but um and but i think you know i know pirates fans you know like i said there's the there's the there's the there's the uh group the group uh head shake and whatever going this is going to be the same thing over and over again but you know you can't handle the truth the gm the, the just the, neil huntington you know he did have those the three-year span and and they did you know play in a wild card game each time and you know got to the got the division series and did build something added on you know by getting some people during that time and i, I this is the way this team is going to have to operate people I mean, the Houston Astros, I mean, Sports Illustrated had an article several years ago before they won the World Series. It was like three or four years. It said, you're 2017 World Series champions, you know, the the Houston Astros. And they had it right down to the year because they were they were doing a lot of things that Ben Charrington is doing too, a smaller market, um, building through the, the draft and, 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 and stocking their, their pond. And you got to give this guy a chance, right? Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> by, by the way, that was Tyler Glass. No, right? Sorry, yeah, had that yeah, noted. Austin Meadows, Tyler Glass, no. Shane Boss, right? And that just you know, and and, and look, and I mean, Tampa took the took you know hit, uh, the pitcher back. He took uh, Archer back, and he's hurt again. Um, so anyway, but yeah. So the next thing coming up, uh, trade deadline. But around here, like the trade deadline in baseball involving the Pirates, that's its own tradition. Because here's what that tradition is. It's like around the last week of July, if you look up in the sky, you see buzzards circling. Okay? And they're, they're just big, huge buzzards. And they've Red Sox, Yankees, Dodgers, whatever. And they're just... They're just ready to start pecking away at the rotting carcass of the pirates at that point. I mean, it's, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's right at that time going like, well, this is when they're ripe for the picking, literally. And, uh, you know, um, anybody that knows anything, uh, and I know you people aren't going to like this, but, you know, Adam Frazier is gone. I mean, I mean, look, I, I know you say, well, you know, he's a... The All Star, and you know, first time since Bill Mazeroski, and he's leading the league in hits, and he's this and that, and I, and I say, yeah, that's exactly my point. Like, we're going to lose a hundred games with him, or we're going to lose a hundred games without him. Uh, Branch Rickey, gotta God love him. He's <laughs> right, and, and uh, yeah, stealing you know, it's the bar of that line from him. And you know, look, something is building here. I, I know, you know, you know, but this is the truth. I know you guys. I don't think you can handle the truth, but uh, you know. He's going to be 30 coming up. Um, if he gets extended, he's look, his agent is not going to allow for, you know, he's a free agent in 2022, I believe. He's not going to sign a long-term deal here. I mean, it's just not. Whenever he is right now at the pinnacle of it, and the guy is a major league hitter, going all the way back to Mississippi State, 
congratulations for winning the college world college series. World series, but you know, this is a guy. This is a guy that, when he was at a bulldog of Mississippi State, and I read this, so I'll share this with everybody. The coach there at the time said that in the off when they had their off season activities, they would they would do they were allowed to do certain things and they would go in and, and, and you know look at videos and stuff only thing that, that what they did almost all day was look at videos of every at bat by Adam Frazier <laughs> so this is this kind of tell you what kind of guy this is and he's with a little bit of you know with the thing with COVID and then a couple of years where it was, you know, he was trying to find his way again this guy's been a legitimate hitter and a legitimate ball player his entire career. And at that position, there's plenty of people, the Yankees being one of them, that had dozens of, of injuries all around the diamond, especially all around the infield, that it's just not going to happen. So the best thing for you to do is to is to build up this, continue to stock this this. This 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 pond. Yeah, I think that right? the timing issue for me, Dave, is is nice of a player as Adam Fraser is, and as much as I would love for him to be a part of, hopefully the next resurgence of this ball part uh, right. ball team. Excuse so me. So would I. I. I think it's just a timing issue that they need to get a couple guys, and hopefully, with whatever they trade, are are players that are. No more than three years closer away. To, closer to major league ready. Right. So your your point is, if we've now got let's, let's just let's just fast forward ahead a little bit and, and fantasize. Cause that's kind of what we do as Bart fans. We just fantasize that we're now in like a Houston Astros mode. where suddenly we're a pretty good team. Obviously, like a couple years down the right. road. And at that point, Adam Frazier was going up. Then you start saying, wait a minute, he can now be part of right. our core because we are now pretty good. Right. And 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 we and he can maybe help us. That's exactly you know, right. Win some win some playoff games, right? So that's what you mean by timing. That's exactly right. He his yeah his his future lies in, in other colors. Uh, yeah, so so to speak. Um, and it's unfortunate, uh, you know. Look, I mean, you know, you take a look at somebody else uh, whose timing was, uh, you know, a local guy, uh, Neil Walker, who's getting ready right. to join the broadcast team here. Yep, he was fortunate that that. His time he was a hit. part of that. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, he was a part of it. If he had been here two years prior, yeah, I don't think he would have been right because I think that you know the the management at that time would have gotten as many pieces as they could for him to retool. And, you know, same with with McCutcheon. But again, it goes back to you know we talked about Neil Huntington and and you know having the the three years of of success. Um, when you really look, get down to it, though, uh, the the majority and grade a players of that core uh was from a previous regime yeah and the thing is here's what i don't want to hear everybody is so doom and gloom too and i and i look i don't want to i don't want to just blast yinzer nation as a you, you can't know, handle a, the conglomerate truth. And, and 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 you know pick at you at, at, at some people out there like that but I, I don't mean to be egotistical when i say this but scott and i <laughs> We kind of drilled down into this stuff pretty, pretty, pretty good. I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna be on payroll anytime soon with the with the Jolly Rogers, but we do look at things like this. And 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 the thing of it is, is I hear people say, "Well, now we're just gonna get rid of Brian Reynolds, and then we're just gonna get rid of Ryan Hayes." Whoa, slow your hole, slow your roll. Okay, first of all, the rules in, in, in Major League Baseball, you don't, a player has no control until year seven 
the first three years are they have no rights basically whatsoever the next three are what's called arbitration years which means they put up great numbers the team can offer you know a, a deal for a certain salary but they don't have to but if they have a really good year and they go nuts um they may want to try to do that or, or try to maybe extend a, a, a deal to them maybe a new contract but or take their chances in arbitration and have a third party say he's going to go from 425,000 to 3 million a year so you take your chance but but let's hold your horses on this they can just do whatever they want they they can't for 6 years so they're they're in so there is a window in there and that's what these small market teams do they want to catch the wave it's like catching a wave at the beach you know or this young core of people and you have them in, in the early stages of their development on the major league roster and then you get better and you get better and then you can start doing things like they gave them a, a contract to McCutcheon they gave uh, the, the contract to uh, Polanco mm, I'm not sure about that traded for Burnett you know they went and and uh, and Russell Martin they picked right. up Russell Martin in, in, in the course of that of that deal picked up another guy with uh, outfielder he hit a home run in the, Marlon Bird Marlon Bird so the people out there that are saying they they never did anything, that's just not true. Okay? They just didn't do enough. They just didn't do enough, right? I mean, when, to your point earlier, when they come off the '98 win season, they basically stood pat, and I think that's what got a lot of us. I don't want to say more knowledgeable, but people that really follow this stuff a lot closer. That's what upset our group <laughs> at this where we're talking about here at this table and people that we know that follow it as close as we do. That that was upsetting, but there is another way to see. Look at the Tampa Bay Rays, for, for God's sake. I mean, they're consistently compete. They're at the top of a division that has the Yankees and Red Sox on it every year, and they're they find a way. They were in the World Series last year. Okay, so to say, Minnesota won the World Series a few years back. Okay, Kansas City, it, Kansas City. I mean, sorry, Kansas City. They 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 they. This can happen. It just has to happen a certain way. And it can't happen unless the timing allows it to happen. Going back to our point with Adam Frazier, it's not the right timing to extend him a deal because we're not going to be a good team for a couple more years if this plan works out for Charrington, and assume it does. Then they could have caught that, like he, he could have caught that wave right. and, then, and then been part of that core. Absolutely, and it's it it just stinks because it's you know some somebody that we've we've seen come up through the ranks, and you'd love to see him be part of it, but it is what it is, and uh, you know people buy jerseys and uh, hats and, and with numbers and names, and and it's it's tough when when you can't you know keep your own long term, but it's 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 just the name of the game and if we want to be competitive and instead of just going down and enjoying hot dogs and fireworks i mean oh I that, we love some that, fireworks that's, that's the name God, of the game. we love us some fireworks down here it's the name of the game and and you know um we're just looking for that that next high tide to float our boat and i, it's, I think it was funny that the first during this reopening weekend last weekend with the the first concert they have is Big and Rich, which just completely goes against anything to do with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, <laughs> those two those two words are like mutually exclusive. And then I, I don't know if 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 there was any any correlation, but uh, then you started seeing some rumors about uh, new ownership not too mm -hmm. long after that. Um, yep. 
but I, you know, I don't, I, I don't know where that stands, and, and you know, we can certainly dive into that in, in another episode. Well, one thing I just before we move on, I just want to say one thing about that that you just said is a while ago, this was a couple of years or so ago now, people obviously love to be nutting bashers, and I, I, I've swung at that pinata a few times myself, but he's not selling anytime soon. And, like, you know, there was, there was, uh, there was ramblings of, of, of uh, Mark Cuban, you know, a local product. Everybody knows who Mark Cuban is, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, um, you know, had, had, you know had, had made inquiries and, and, and was serious about trying to, to, to you know, make nutting an offer he couldn't refuse. Didn't happen. He keeps being asked. He said, "Look, it's not happening." You know, he basically, it, it, for, for lack of a better word, and I'm just paraphrasing. You know, told me to lose his number. You know, and and here's the thing. And, and this, he made this comment. I thought this was hysterical. Is he said that here's why? Here's why Bob Nutting won't sell. He said, like, if, "If you if you walk down the street in Pittsburgh and you're the owner, I mean, the other owners of the franchises here, Mary Lemieux and the, and the Burkle, Ron Burkle, and the Penguins, the Penguins and the Rooneys. You know, they're beloved." But if you walk down the street and everybody, talking about Bob Nutting now, is screaming at you that I hate you, you're terrible, you don't spend any money, you're whatever, but you pocket millions and millions of dollars in, in, in revenue and revenue 40 million. sharing, $40 million, thanks for that. And that's all you have, but that's, all, that, that's why he's not selling, because <laughs> he doesn't care. I mean, if, I, if my, that's his job, imagine if you went to your job and people just called you names, but you made $40 million, would you care? No. So that's my last point. All right. So with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, head into a break. And uh, back, we're going to be talking pucks. All right. We're back to talk some pucks, Dave. And uh, the Stanley Cup final uh, recently concluded. Um, you know, I think the uh, the best team won. Um, yeah. You know, they they fought through some injuries through the through the regular yeah. season. You know, they certainly uh, rose at, at the right time, and, and, you know, they had to battle through it. As, as we've seen, you know, the, the local uh, franchise, uh, nothing's easy. And then, uh, you know, they closed it out pretty quick uh, against the uh, Canadiens from, from Montreal. Absolutely. I mean, and, and kudos to them, too, for, for getting how far. I mean, if I told you at the beginning, not necessarily of this 56-game regular season, is this, this you know, this uh, hybrid uh, – post-COVID deal that the, the Montreal, let alone, let's say, even starting the playoffs, that they'd be in the final, you'd be asking me, I think I should be checked in somewhere, I mean, uh, to, to, for observation. Um, but, you know, I felt really good for Carey Price. I mean, I, I mean, I, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't spectacular, but at times he was. You know, at times he was really. He carried him the whole way to the to the final, Absolutely. in my opinion. No Absolutely, no question. And, and he was definitely engaged because this is a guy that, his whole career, right? I mean, the the, the, the you know the the Canes hadn't been in a final since '93, right? So, and he'd never been, and uh, never been. I don't even know past the first round or so. Uh, and, and and you know, I, I think that his career kind of suffered for that. I think he was not as engaged. No, nobody doubts that he was one of the best goalies of all time, probably a Hall of Famer. Um, but you could tell that he wasn't fully. He he was really engaged in his play, and there was some there were some things he did. Um, in the, at that position that were, as you said, you know, carried them. But, you know, ultimately you're 100% right. Tampa just top to bottom. Loaded. Was the better team, deeper, loaded. I mean, a guy like Braden Point is like, what, 24? I mean, this guy is a star already. And and you know how it is. We, we, they, and they became only the... 
the second team in the salary cap era to go back to back, and that's not easy to do, folks. I mean, as you anybody that if you anybody out there that follows it close enough understands how many things have to fall into place for it to happen. But when you're when you're a when you are a veteran, you know, uh, a team that's been through the wars like they have, and 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 Vasilevsky, very deserving of the Conn Smythe. He's just he is so elite, arguably the best goalie in the league. Well, I'll right tell you, now, I'll tell you this, right? I'll tell you this. Coming into the tournament, I felt that Carey Price was the best goaltender. Mm. At the end yeah. of the tournament, there's no doubt in my mind that Vasilevsky is the best goalie. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, just from a pure, and I agree with you because from a, uh, and he had a better team in front of him. But the, I mean, you know, we talked about it a couple, a couple games we watched, and and he got a lead there. You know, you even said it to me. It was yeah, know, one goal lead. You know, you're in trouble. Two goal lead. Two goal lead. You're asking me. to score three lights off out. the guy. Just, yeah, just, yeah, just forget it's, it. It's, it's, just, just, just close the door. Turn the lights out. And I mean, just just for some some numbers, or just for some validation of numbers out there, fourteen, you know, fourteen uh, fourteen wins coming off of a loss, fourteen and zero coming off of a loss in the Stanley Cup playoffs the last couple we've, of years. We've seen that before. Yes, and and typically those teams, yes, with that goaltender that has that and mentality. five shutouts, right? So I mean, oh, five shutouts yeah. in those games. I mean, good grief! I mean, we're, I mean, we're talking talking another level, you know. So they're well. And the other thing that really helped the Bolts cause <clears throat> was the whole scenario with you, you know the, with uh, the the Russian guy. Kucherov. Yeah, thank you, Kucherov. You know, being out the entire year, but because of the because of the situation, um, you know, the injured list uh, rules, you know, he wasn't counting. He didn't count against the cap when you know, he came well, out. Well, yeah, so you, they were able you're, to, you're, you're, you're leading into one of my other points, but and, and let's, let's get into that now. And, and you know, Brisewell definitely was ruthless. No, that's not the right <laughs> word. He, uh, he was rapacious. Is the word I'm looking I have for? To look that up, and I'm a word and, and, and he's using big words on me now, folks. Big words, big words. Um, but uh, big, but a big time move, and you know the 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 hole's been there since well, you know, yeah. 2005 with yeah. the, the 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 you know the bargaining back then. Um, you and it actually reared its head with with the the the, the last Patrick Kane contract. Yeah, and Correct. um, so. You know, and and you know, you you see the the talking heads, Gary Bettman and and his minions, and they're like, yeah, well, we kind of knew about it, and then you know, they they try to do the the magician trick, you know, look over here, oh, oh, over happy here. dance, yeah, yeah happy right, dance, right? And um, you know, it's one of those things but you can't that understate that you can't you know, understate it. And, this is and an elite the, player. The, the only way that you can fix it is, you know, they're going to have to go back to the players' union and renegotiate that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and, so and, that, and and maybe explain that a little bit more for the people that aren't totally understanding what we get about the whole injured list thing. Go ahead. Well, yeah, when it, when a player goes on long term injured reserve, they don't count against the cap. So you get to the playoffs, player comes off the injured reserve, there's no cap in the playoffs, right? So basically, they're playing with house money, yep. and so they were able to add. While Kucherev was on injured reserve, they were adding adding other talent, contracts. correct? Exactly. And they and they did. They, they did. went they went and got a couple other people. And uh, the one guy who ended up having like three Stanley Cups in a row, his name escapes me. The, the, the guy they added. Oh yeah, he was the guy that played on. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, Mason? No. Uh, no. I'm, uh, 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 no, Maroon. Maroon. Yeah, Maroon. Thank you. I still think he should change his number to five so it could be Maroon Five. Uh, absolutely. I mean, that's just. That's I just, think. I think Adam that, Levine might. That have one right. To say that about one right there is just too easy. But here, but the other point on Kucherev, Kucherev is that we're also talking about a guy who's elite and crazily good and just a prolific goal scorer. Period. And now he's fully rested. I mean, you're playing against guys, teams that have been banged all year. Look, by the time you get to the playoffs, even even if it's a 56 game schedule, although although somebody somebody took care of business on him because I believe he's got a significant. No, I, I think he does too. Yeah, I, th- I think he does too. But and I, I think he could see it wane a little bit, like you know, after after those hits. You see hits a couple of those one timer attempts oh, yeah. on the last two games, oh, yeah. and, and the grimace on his face. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that one that one hit against the boards when he. He was hit, and then he came back and hit another guy, and that's when he hurt. But he was really kind of hurt yeah. before that. What about what about uh, his uh, Kalorn? He had a rod put in his leg the week before because <laughs> he had a broken tibia. Yeah. But hockey players aren't really that tough, right? <laughs> yeah. No, well, the point I was trying to make on that is, um, up until those injuries we were t- you just talked about aside, we're, we're talking about a now a fully rested Kucherov coming in there, and he he. He 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 laid waste to the first few rounds of the playoffs. He was just oh he, dominated. he was just killing it. He dominated. I mean but they don't they don't again they... that goes back to reinforce our point earlier to where I, I you know Vassy was still the Conn Smythe Trophy for as bright as oh yeah no, there's no question yeah right yeah, I no mean question. that you know that would be like giving Tom Barrasso the Conn Smythe over Lemieux yeah the, right happened. I think the only thing that would have that would have changed that outcome of that of that trophy would have been going back to your point here is if he would have continued that path of destruction all the way through the semifinals and fi- and the finals and he just would have went nuts then it then it would have been hard to to not give it to him but but it became easier to give it to Vasi whenever he his you know Kucherov's performance yeah, I mean, waned a little bit and look you know Montreal even though they went in 5 they they were still a fair game 2 it was one they had that game one opponent. They were a formidable, formidable opponent. They were, and that that game two outcome is different. It's a different. I mean, it's at least going six. And if you're John Cooper, I'm not sleeping at night, you know, thinking that Carey Price is going to steal the next one. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, and there was times when it's a bounce here and there. I mean, they still they lost in overtime the one time, and I mean they won one in overtime too. But you know, my point is that you know they they uh, you know they they were they were in it, the only game they really got boat raced was at four one or seven what was that nine two or whatever that way they got destroyed, but I mean they were they were kind of in, and it, just a couple dumb dumb things right the 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 goal with point three seconds to go yeah. in game two, well, that's, that's, that just can't happen can't happen I mean you know if you if you if you go back to play you and I both played if you go back to that right and, and you're ticking down you're kind of looking up you know you're you're just looking to occupy a space you're right. not looking to pass the puck anywhere right. really you're looking to just if 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 it's on or near your stick if it's and there's a you know there's a gap you know the, def- the defenseman gap is where wherever it is you're just basically in protection mode right you're not looking to pass the puck where are you passing the puck for any where you where are you going to go with eight seconds, with six seconds. That's like, you know what, that's like having a goalie f- throw the puck back up the middle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> Apologies to Tristan Jari. You're, I still love you. But, um, uh, yeah, that's uh, whew, that was another one. But, yeah, I mean, so some of the things were self-inflicted, right? I mean, because they, they played a pretty solid game. Uh, they, they, had a, they had pretty solid, solid schematics most of the way and, and, and just – 
a couple hiccups here and there, but I mean, gosh, some of these, some of these Suzuki, some of these players they have going forward, Suzuki, Caulfield. I mean, they, they've got to be buoyed up by some of this young talent that they have on that squad. Yeah, right? they'll they'll be buoyed, but you know now they now they get they get put back into a, a real division. Of course, mixture. of course, yeah, of course, yeah. And that was and to your, I think you made the point to me when everything started that that Canadian division. Well, hey, look, they were down three one to the Leafs, they were. but then the Leafs did the Leafs thing. <laughs> do what do what they do since nineteen sixty nine. That, that Seven. Thing. Yeah, sixty nine was the last cup, right? Go 60, 69. 67. 67. I apologize. Sorry. I, you said seven in your little guzzle of drink there. I guzzle. Um, so, right. In fact, I actually have a funny moment. I was, here. I was at a game in Tampa. I lived there for a long time. People that know me know how long I lived there. Um, I was at a Penguins Lightning game, and there was Leafs fans there, but they were all Stamkos fans because they were from his t- hometown. So they're, they're, they're cheering for I don't even know if the Leafs were playing around that same time. I don't know that they were going to be playing them anytime soon. I don't know what, maybe just to to root for him. But um, you know, there was a fight broke broke out, and somebody stepped in the way. A potential fight broke out, and somebody stepped in the way so that Stamkos wouldn't have to engage this person. You know, we've seen like getting walking yeah. fight. We've seen Crosby fight, not on a regular basis, but this was a, a clear thing where he really should have fought his own battle. And so, you know, they were, they were, I, I, I made some comments like, oh, you know, I, I don't even know what it was back, but some, something like fight your own fight, just whatever, fight your own battle. And these guys were getting on me and I'm like, 1967, that was a heck of a long time ago. Exactly. <laughs> I exactly. didn't really know how to respond to that, but, but, uh, but, but right. Um, the Leafs, I mean, that's a good point because, you know, that was, I thought the Leafs were going to go kind of far. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I thought, well, I thought they they'd close that out. Well, yeah. Yeah, right, I mean, I mean that's you know three one. There's there's not many yeah there's not many often, stories right? littered with uh, com- teams coming back yeah. from the three one. We have the Scotty Bowman year and and the the back to back cup the ninety two whenever he took over as coach after Badger died and and we're down three one to the Caps and I'm like I'm ar- I'm already you know I'm already you know digging I'm, I'm already you're, you're basically in, you're 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 uh, getting ready for uh, training camp. Yeah, I'm pretty much in depression mode at that point, thinking this isn't. He's not going to dig us out of that. And then we're down in a game to him too, and came back. I mean, we're down a couple goals, boom, boom, boom. We come back in those games. So, but yeah, that's you're you're, you're right. About, you're right about about uh, Montreal because they are going to. And we're talking now. Now we're back to 82 games too, so we're we're not talking about catching lightning in a bottle. No pun intended. Yeah, I think I think they've got it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have a good core. They've got some really exciting young players. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know how much treads left on Weber. Significant emotions on the ice, and, and understandably so. He, yep. didn't, he didn't get to the final until he was 35. So. You were right, right. Um, well, keep you know, go ahead. I, 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 I think uh, all in all, you know, through through everything, through the pandemic, I you know, I thought it was a, um, a, a heck of a job by the end. Some trials and tribulations with some – some COVID stuff, but um, I think for the most part, especially the teams that paid attention to the protocols, um, it was it was a, a great escape for for us to get away from some of this news and yeah, following sure. pucks and it and it was real hockey, wasn't yeah. it? Bubble this time, correct? Fans, I mean, even though they only still limited it to thirty five hundred and whatever, there was like a zillion of them outside the place. So if they were controlling inside, they certainly weren't control weren't controlling the Habs fans outside because they were like they were. You know, elbows and arses. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I want uh, and I wanted to kind of segue into that with with our with our local squad here. 
coming up here uh, with the Seattle Kraken, Snap Kraken and Pop uh, coming into the the league here next season, and uh, the, the rosters of all teams that are going to you know to, to show what what players are going to protect uh, are due seven seventeen, and then the draft is the twenty first. Uh, every uh, the, the, the Seattle has to take a, a player from every team. Um, and I believe the numbers are that they have to have so many. You probably have this, Scott. Uh, that they have to choose so many forwards. So many. Fourteen forwards, yeah. Nine defensemen, three goalies. Right. Tw- and they need to get twenty players under. Right. And uh, you know the 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 way things break down. Uh, there's a couple different ways to do it. If your team, you know, the, the teams that are in protection mode, you know, they can you know pr- protect you know three defensemen, one goalie. And seven skaters. Yeah, breaking breaking news though, Dave. Oh, they, they, okay. they have to spend at least forty eight point nine million, and also stay eighty one point five million salary cap unless somebody's on injured. Okay, okay. And then that, I mentioned the three seven thing because that's probably the way the Penguins are going to go. Otherwise, you can just do ten players of any position, and I don't think they're going to go about that way. So we were kind of like kicking this around. And listen, we're not going to drill down too far into this for everybody out there, but. You know, and, and this has been stuff you've probably seen in the paper anyway, but j- just w- want to just maybe do it from a macro standpoint of, to me, three defensemen, Chris Letang um, and uh, his partner. Dumo. Dumo. Yeah, Brian Dumoulin. And also, to, just to, to a quick aside, the first and second year players are not eligible to be taken, so they're already protected. They're not, they're not allowed to be chosen by Seattle. So Dumo... Chris Letang, and, and the interesting ones are the two guys from Florida who we got in the deal um, when we made the trade to uh, with Florida to trade our big uh, net front presence guy. Help me out. Patrick Hornquist. Patrick Hornquist um, Mike Matheson and Cody Cece. Interesting whether one or I, I can't see that it's both. It couldn't. It really couldn't be both if you have Dumo and 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 Latang protected, and I'm assuming even though, you know, the guys are getting towards the end of their deal, but um, their end of their run, I don't I don't know. It's interesting, but Cody Cece, I just want to talk about him for a second because this guy went from a toss-in guy, you know, in this deal to where, you know, he, this guy was a first-round pick a long time ago, you know, in, in, in the first round, and but he, he comes as, like, the throw-in guy of... Somebody hey, gets hurt. Let me let me let me interrupt there. Let's let's talk about some throwing guys. Let's talk about Pascal Dupuis. Oh yeah. Let's talk about Shane Bass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you, you, you just you, you just never know. No, you know, right? But you I just mean, never know. I'm just saying on paper. If, if you look at this, and both of us did like to start out. I remember you, you, you and I exchanged a couple of texts like when the first couple of games, like, oh my god, this guy's whoa, guy's awful. He made a couple of mistakes. I think Matheson did too, but. But but ever since that first week or so, and this guy was never projected to have a regular spot in this. Like he, he was gonna he was gonna be the he was gonna be like the sixth defenseman, maybe seventh. I mean, with Chad Ruiz. What was the one thing I said to you though, Dave? I, and and I remember it distinctly. And I don't remember if it was in person or over text. But and we've talked about this over and over, especially with defensemen, right? Remember Sergey Gonchar's first year? Oh God, it was awful. But I mean, he was a star, though. I mean, this I know. guy was a star. I, I, I mean, not. I, I, I mean, Cody Cece was a was a pedestrian player at best. I get. I mean, he had a couple of seasons, but 
what uh, shocked me about Gontra's performance was how awful he was being the pedigree that But he, other pedestrian defensemen, right? Gordy Roberts. Sure. He yeah. was he was he was a pretty key piece in a in a, in a couple cups. Yeah, you know, the thing is I think the thing that that hurt Gonchar here and I'm I'm trying I'm, I'm sticking out for him a little bit because when the NHL changed, they took out the blue line. I'm sorry, they took out the red line. No more two-line passes and it, it changed everything 05 whatever. I think he struggled with that a lot. Like I think he struggled, I think he struggled with, with just the system. the system and the system. Absolutely, 100%. Struggle with the system, but I just think it just like he had to just like recalibrate himself and go back into the lab, you know, and get Igor to like hit him some electrodes. Go, hey, you know, you're 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 get like some a juice on this bolt. You're like probably a Hall of Famer. Get it together. And after you know, slowly but surely, but this guy is at a whole nother right, level. Right. That, that's what made his. Well, Larry Murphy problem. was also rejuvenated coming here. Not 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 to he just was. Because focus might, on the on the local yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This happened. No, it does. All the time. Somebody needs to get a a reboot. No, it does. I'm just saying that this guy's reboot was like going from like, you know, a a Volkswagen bug almost where his career was right then to like, you know, a Beamer. But Dave, we've seen this movie before. Uh, Right. But have you ever... Justin Schultz. Oh, yeah. Well, another reclamation. And that's, that's, uh, that is, I think, I think you got to, you got to... Speaking of Sergey Gonchar, I think you got to give him a lot of credit for that reclamation project, right? Absolutely. I mean, he was, uh, you know, he was the defenseman whisperer, for goodness sake, you know, until, you know, JR bugged out and, and they and made some changes and, and they made some changes this year in the coaching staff. But you're right. But I mean, you know, I just never would have seen this guy, Cody Cece, just it fascinates me because he's not just like pretty good, he's like real good. I mean, he's not just not hurting you. He's not just doing good things like you'd expect, okay, from the third pairing guy that he just would, you know, uh, he, he's like legitimately a threat. Like I he, mean, he can, I mean, I mean, to me, this is like 2.0 of <laughs> you and I meeting up in Cranberry and, and seeing this, this guy named John Marino. Oh, yes. Yeah. When we went to, we went to practice. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a pre training uh, preseason or, training camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, up 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 at the UPMC, and, mm-hmm. and you know this this kid was oh, just it. just it was like he was a six year pro. It's when I saw Gensel, same thing. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, yeah, I, you told me you I, you saw him. I hate to keep Nebraska. I, I know I've I've got welts on my shoulder for yeah. patting myself on yeah. the back on that one, but even those those guys that I would see at the man cave, I told them I said write this name. I actually plastered it against the wall. I said I'm telling you wherever this guy goes, the puck just goes in the net. He goes to the net. He's like five foot nothing, a hundred nothing. I mean, he's not that small. Did but you I mean, blast or did you write it on the magnetic strip like Brad Pitt and Moneyball? And just throw it at the thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> David, old man justice. Oh man, I think it's his best days are. No, I didn't. I didn't do that. Uh, but but I did just I, look. I played. You played. I'm not ever going to be confused. That, you know, for some some scout like I said, that's going to be on payroll. But you can just we, we you, you and I know enough about it from playing that you can see if a guy just has something, okay? It's necessarily judged by size, speed, you know, just things that stand hockey out. IQ, correct? The things that automatically stand out of you, like you 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 look at Matt Barzell, right? You go, this guy's a freak. He he spins the way he the way he cuts on his edges, the way he just transitions from one play. I mean, he's it's like a video game with him. You, those are obvious things. Gensel, you just go, okay, he's this now. He played at University of Nebraska Omaha. Yeah, he played in the Where? UNO. Yeah, UNO. You're not getting in. 
uh, to the <laughs> NHL. And then he plays for the USH, USHL, right, which is our version of the junior leagues for anybody out there that doesn't really know. It's like Canada has the juniors, junior AB, we have the USHL. It's like the junior L. Junior. <laughs> but, th- but there's some good hockey there. There really is some good, really, really good hockey. It's getting better. But, you know, a, a, a great story is I'm not the only one. The scout, who I don't remember his name now. In fact, I actually coordinate. I actually exchanged emails with Joe Starkey, who's on, you know, the 93.7 The Fan. And I, when he has, I, he's a great writer, by the way. I mean, a lot of people out there know. And I, I, he knows a lot about hockey. And I exchanged emails about him because he was asking about, he said something in an article about who's the scout or whatever. And I emailed him, said who the scout was. And I also emailed him a, a thing that happened that I've just found from an article in Minnesota. So, because this guy was um, from Minnesota, so was Jake Gensel. He knew the family, whatever. He, Jake Gensel was on in the draft a few years ago, and you know it's going round one, round two. I was never gonna. He keeps he keeps pinging Jim Rutherford, going, "We need to take this guy. I'm telling you, we need to take this guy." So round three is coming up against when he, and it's coming up. And so this, this guy, this, this is a true story. He, 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 he texts JR and says, listen, if we don't take this guy in this round, you will have my resignation on your desk tomorrow. It's a true story. Okay, so, so JR goes, well, he's your guy, right? He said, he's my guy. He goes, well, it's on you. He goes, fine, but take him right now. I mean, the guy was dead serious. And he was at the time, he's no longer with the Penguins, but he was their head college scout at that right. point. And he just was, and he saw the kid play and he did have a relationship with the father because he right. played him. So there was some there was some ties there that would make him maybe, you'd say maybe biased going in. But or have guy extra was, knowledge. But the guy was dead serious. Right. He was like, or have extra knowledge, correct. And it that kind of turned out. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I mean, so. you know, because in, in the Sullivan system, it's 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 not a line. It's it's top pair, yeah. Second pair, third Correct. pair, and then you you, you wash in and out. Correct. The third guy. Correct. And and the thing is, you can't teach like going to going to the battle areas, floating into. And this guy takes some abuse now. This is this is the first guy in a long time that can orchestrate and operate on the same hockey IQ level as Sid. Correct. And how many times have we heard throughout time since Sid's been here? We can't find a Wigner for Zygmunt Crosby. It wasn't Phil Kessler who I loved the hot dog. It was Marion Hosa for a hot minute. Right. So, but but you know how the the, the narrative had always been, right. Scott. That, that oh, we, we, you know nobody can play with Sid. You know we had the guy that could skate all around all over the place, but but couldn't put the puck in net. What's what's his name? The left. He, he was on the top here for a while. I that's how much that's how, that's how much I don't rem, don't remember him because he's he, um, French name. Can't remember. We'll have to look it up. But um, you know they. Had, my point is, there were a myriad of options that, and Phil Kessel couldn't even play. He wasn't, you know, the HBK line was the best line because you had the perfect combination of uh, his, his, a two way center. The Sid pairing, know, a, 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 a the Sid pairing and was Chris Kunitz for the longest oh, of time. Of course, yeah, right. I mean, Chris Kunitz was. And Pascal Dupuis. Absolutely. So it doesn't it doesn't matter that necessarily that you're a sniper or like whatever that you're automatically going to fit in with arguably one of the greatest hockey players that ever played, um, and and a lot of people didn't, you know S- Simone my, Simone Dominic Simone was the guy I was thinking of. So my point is a lot of people have 
were thrown into that. And your point about Dupuis and was is just tremendous. And and Kunitz, who was just like such a big game player. I mean, game seven double overtime against Ottawa for the second cup. I mean, just a big game. And you know, and he could hit people. I mean, he wasn't just that was a slap shot, wasn't it? From like, yeah, it was from, from where, somewhere it, it, I've never seen well, him shoot the puck. Sid, Sid was on the half wall. Yeah, and he just kind of extricated the puck. But 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 what guys do that are really good playing with Sid is you got to be ready because that's com- you might not think it's find coming. Open space and get ready. Find find an area. Find a, it's just like just float to an open spot and that puck's coming. You might not you think there's no way it's coming, but it's coming. Okay, most likely there were, there was the same one on on the one that uh, uh, an overtime goal that the uh, the little guy that's now with Buffalo. Um, that we had scored big on a, on a one where Sid was telling him exactly what he was going to do, you know, before the play happened in overtime, get to this spot. Um, again, uh, his name's not important. Yeah, yeah his name's not important. But 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 my, my thing is, it, and to your point, it's 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 not you. You think it's easier, but what happens is a number one. Sometimes players get caught up watching him right. and, and and watching what he's doing instead of you. You get here. And eventually, maybe not this second, but eventually the puck's coming and you have to be ready, okay? And when you're ready, and, and that's what, the, that's the brilliance of... Sidney Cross. And, and, and the, the semi-brilliance of... of, of uh, Gensel. Gensel, because he, he gets it. Yeah. He, he gets it. It's like, I go here, the puck comes here, I tap it in. <laughs> you know? Now, he can do some things. He can score off the rush. He's not a one-trick pony. Right. But I mean, and I've seen him have he's I've seen him snipe from the top of the circle. I mean, that guy, guy's capable of doing a lot of different things. But he also, if you were to ask Sid of a guy that he he feels is really indispensable on his line, and what he says goes. By right. the way, in case anybody didn't know that, um, that's what makes him what he is because he just gets it. I think let's uh, transition. Sure. No. Entry draft because that that's right on the hill expansion draft. Sure, wow. And what do you really do there? We've 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 given up some picks. We've got a couple back on on some trades, but um. I think I, I I liken it to you know where I, I I you know I'm I'm never a fan of drafting for need. Yep. But they got to kind of restock. And um, you know, hockey sometimes. You know, baseball is always the, the 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 longest from draft to to the bigs. You know, depending on the level of player it, it, in hockey, if you're a superstar, you, you go straight to the NHL, or, or maybe you've got six months or a year, or a year and a half. You know, and you look at at uh, you know the Tampa team and and their affiliation with the Syracuse Crunch and and the way that they build their system there is very similar to the way that the the Penguins have a similar system over in Wilkes-Barre. You, you just got to do it. And, you know, I, you know, to me, you got to draft goaltenders and you got to draft defensemen and uh, winger. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, going back to goaltending, I, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm still a Tristan Jari believer. I mean, I just, he wasn't, he wasn't good enough. In, you know what gets me to believe? He, he, they don't get there with. No, you know what? You know what gets me to believe more in Tristan Jari, if they can get uh, Peter Mrazek. Yeah, that might light a fire under that boy's ass. Yeah, yeah. Explain to everybody. 
Peter. Uh, so he, you know, he's he's a goalie in the league for what six, seven years, and um, world world class goalie um, available right now uh, on the uh, free agent market. And um, I, you know, I think the Penguins should take a shot. I don't I don't know where they are respective to the cap. Um, certainly, that's something we can dig into for the next episode as we draw closer to the entry draft here and in free agency. But to, to me, I, I don't think you go into next season, Jari. And, and unfortunately, you know, Casey... Dis- so you don't think he starts the season as the number one goalie? Well, I think he does. I, I just think you need a big freaking insurance policy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Casey DeSmith, what, uh, the, he, he, he signed that he's restricted. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm, I'm, just, yeah, I'm just upgrading Casey. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah! In, in the event, and and you know, I I liken it to, you know, where we were with uh, Flower and Murray, and, and and you had two goalies that were able to drive each other to certain heights to the to the zenith, uh, as well as have a good relationship. You can't have a bad relation, in my view. But I think if you can get the right balance, and look, in eighty-two games, so you don't have a first-round pick because they got that gave that away for Zucker. Right, yeah. We we haven't had a first round <laughs> since a the eighth grade picnic. Right, yeah. Since Bob Berry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that yeah. So I think we only do we only have five. Am I looking at that right? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, it's it's a, it's a limited number of picks, and and I think you gotta you, you gotta pick well. I, I don't, Second, fifth. Yeah, it's 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 slim pickings, but. There, there are young players down at Wilkes-Barre that I think you know that that should challenge. You know, Anthony Angelo is, yep. is one of them. I, I think he's he, he's 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 got to get a good look and a fair look. And kind of a Swiss Army. Yeah, and the kid from Altoona is still a pretty solid and, player. Uh, you know, they they got two kids, um, Sammy Pol. Oh yeah, and he, Nathan Lagar and, and Lagar. Their yep. their junior eligibility's up. Yeah. So they got to make a, they got to make a, those so guys they'll be at Wilkes Barre. Yeah, yeah. They'll probably start out at Wilkes Barre. Yeah. But I, I think after Pullen's going to be on this team. After Christmas, soon. I think Pullen's going to be on this team actually. January one. Year. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, January one. And uh, to to, uh, to to kind of like go into a slightly other subject about it. Good decision, bad decision. I think it's good. I I, I think that retaining Sullivan was the right move. I, mean, I just I, I just because look. This is a team with, I don't know, 300 and something man games lost to injuries. At one point, didn't even have their top four defensemen for weeks. No, uh, I mean, and, I, to, and, to and, me, and they, they Dave, won a division you, in that division with I'll, the Capitals. I'll tell you this. My, Boston. In, in, in my view, <laughs> it was it was a capital offense that he wasn't nominated for the Jack oh, yeah, he never Oh, yeah, he never seems to be. I mean, he a couple times I think he Name two coaches better than him. I challenge, I challenge you to name. It's one of those things. It's like the Tomlin principle, right? Like if, 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 if Mike Sullivan, who's the first coach, by the way, to win back-to-back cups in the salary cap era, if he's out of a job tomorrow, he's not unemployed for very long. 
he's swimming, <laughs> he's, he's swimming in offers. Uh, yeah, so he's probably taking a year off because he's got that extension. Uh, yeah, and and then he's he's picking and choosing where he wants to land. I mean, obviously these early exits are are, are very they're, they're very alarming. I mean, but there's there's some things you know things here and there. Oh well, look, but, look, but, if, but the same if Casey DeSmith is healthy, they make it to the second round. Yeah, yeah, because Jari yeah. goes to the bench and with yeah. with yeah. average NHL goaltending. They yeah, they didn't play. They they played pretty pretty darn well, you know. I mean, and I'll they, tell you they, this as a, as schematically. You, you and I have talked about this, and you know, people have short term memories. But as as bad as Jari played, his numbers were still better than Flurry in twenty twelve thirteen. Yeah, right, and 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 right, and he, you know, they, but they both had their major guffaw there in the playoffs. You know, the Jari was so, with his. As you yeah. said, I'm 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 still a Tristan Jari fan. I we we just need to get somebody to challenge him to get him to rise to the occasion. Well, and I also think I don't know who mentioned this to me. But it might have been my nephew. Um, shout out there, Derek, if you're listening. Twenty some odd years, and you know, big big fan as well. But, our Penguins. He made a good point about. I think it was it was the goaltending coach Bales or, or was the guy that they got rid of. Yep. And you know, it, it seemed like yeah, you know, Jari can't handle the puck really well. It seemed like when he was going really well, they were allowing him the freedom to do that. And it seems like they were reining that back. Like when he struggled earlier, they they like they came out of the gate going, well, "Listen, we prefer you do this. Like we prefer you don't handle it as much." And I think that handcuffed him a little bit like he's like well this has my, been my game ever since I've been to the Edmund, with the Edmonton Oil Kings and for now since I was a kid I could handle the puck and it it seemed like they kind of they kind of loosened that up later on I, I also think what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is I'm, I'm not in the mode of saying who should be their goaltender coach but I think they also need a little bit more a little bit more at that at that coaching position like I think they can help him out a little bit more too he's still like what 25 I don't even know I don't even yeah somewhere in there I think he's 25 but you know, this is sometimes goalies don't really hit their stride till late. Or, late 20s. or call call Flower and ask for that uh, <clears throat> that that uh, goalie shrinks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe wanna. But I mean, I, 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 like I said, the, the 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 quick exits aside, you know, if you just if you kind of look everything in perspective with the injuries, man games missed with winning a division, albeit a fifty six game season, with the likes of Boston, Washington. You know the Islanders. Well, winning the division, they they didn't come out of the gates fast either. No, oh no, of course, yeah, no. They, so they were climbing uphill like the whole time to just get into a spot. Yeah, and, halfway and, through know, the season. In, in, in the goaltending tandem, they rode rode those guys. They did, they did, they and rode those guys. yeah, and and they and they're the significant reason why they won that division and even got into the. Abs- absolutely. So uh, with that, Dave, I think. Uh, We've we've uh, chewed enough fat. <laughs> what we're going to do here is uh, get ready to sign off and and, and take your th- final thought. Um, well, I'm just very happy that we're doing this. Of course, this again being our first uh, shot at shot at uh, speaking to all you fine folks out there. Oh, let me. Wait, you know what? Uh, quick quick interruption. Quick interruption. So, what we want to do is 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 maybe think about some, some interaction. With, if if we have one listener, if we have ten listeners, or a hundred <laughs> half listeners. a listener, midget, maybe. <laughs> right? So, um, we're we're going to extend here, and, and maybe we edit out some other stuff to, to to keep this thing at a reasonable length. But yep, um, you you said something interesting, and then I decided, yeah, I'm going to go do that. Um, sidecar, sidecar. 
Mine? Well, let's talk about okay. the sidecar. Of the sidecar. So, uh, you know, I I don't know when it really started for me. I just, you know, I, I'm a, I'm basically a Miller Lite aluminum can guy. Perfectly, God, I love those people from Eddie. They're so they're brilliant. But you know, uh, you know, you get to you just want to have something else just to just to sip on, just to, to change the flavor up a little bit. Mine, mine, believe it or not, Seagram's vanilla vodka. Now I do like I do like a, a lot of and I, I have it. I have I have those giant ice cubes right that you that, like you have right here. Uh, that the ice cube tray, giant ice cube tray, you lob it into another Absolutely. Yeti. Yep. Man, this, I should, I should be making money. For I hope you people. own stock. I swear to God, I should. But uh, you know, and it's just, it just has that little, that little adds that little thing, and you sip on it the whole time. It's not like you glug down. Because look, when people, I was never a shot guy. I just never was. Like I'd go in and have a couple of beers and go home. But there's people like doing like shots. I'm like, and, and that just hits you like crazily and you're like you just change the whole dynamic of your life with all these shots that, that so means I, you have to keep count <laughs> exactly and then and then you keep count in your wallet and there's no nothing to count anymore but this i just get it at you know the state store and you know you just and then you know do the whole thing with the ice blob i put it in the freezer cause obviously it doesn't freeze. Yeah. put it in there and then you just kind of sip on and it just kind of so the, I guess the dynamic, I don't know where the sidecar is. I guess it's kind of, that was kind of a, dr- a drink that was, I don't think it was started here, but people would do like shots in a beer. Absolutely. And they would, they, they would, they right. So they would it'd be like a Boilermaker, which right. they would sometimes you know, drop the whiskey into the beer, whatever, Boilermaker. All you steal people we'll, out there. We'll get, we'll get into that. But anyway, my, my, mine of taste, Scott is a, so Scott is a whiskey guy. So go ahead and go ahead and talk about Oh, my, my sidecar, excuse me, sidecar was just, just uh, grabbing a. Uh, this guy's a whiskey a like expert, by the way. Of ice, and uh, you, you drop that into uh, a like nice a, looking rocks. Like glass a depth and, charge. And, 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 exactly, a depth charge, and, and, and you fill the whiskey on top of it. It's probably an ounce and a half of whiskey, maybe two and, ounces of whiskey. And it's a sipper, right? It's a, and it's a sipper. I sat here and and, and mixed it with uh, you know, alternating sips with my IPA and, and that. And yeah, we, we just. Uh, just keeps the palate going. Keeps the palate going. Keeps the conversation flowing. Keeps it fresh, like we've done. I hope we'll definitely take feedback if, if you know, there's there's certain uh, libations that you would like to hear us talk about. Sure, that's the kind of thing I said earlier. Is we want to take some input at some point from everybody out there when we get things figured out. But Scott, this guy here, he knows whiskey. Like, what's the what's the most expensive bottle you own right now? Don't lie. Don't lie. Um, I I own some older Pappy Van Winkle twenty year and twenty three year. <laughs> is it really it's a Rip Van Winkle? Is that his brother or? Yeah, or it's, it's 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 you know they're it's it's they, they do have an old Van old Rip Van Winkle, but it's it's the they Van do. Winkle line. Yeah, they oh, do. Geez. See, that wasn't do. so that, far. That's off. that's the cheaper version, and then the Pappy Van Winkle. And there's a craze on it. Um, the bottles that I own that have you know maybe a shot or a shot and a half left. Um, what were they originally? Probably over ten years. I probably paid a hundred bucks for the twenty year. Good lord! And I paid probably two twenty for the twenty three year. Ouch! And those are probably worth five times today. That's what. That's one of those ones where somebody comes over and what do you got? And you're like, uh, not that. Right. <laughs> right. You're not finding that anywhere in my place. That's that's right, hidden right. somewhere. You, you can you can you can pick that up and touch it. You can't take the cork. Right. Off you can you can stare at it. 
Um, yeah, there, you know, I'll probably have there's there's probably four or five shots that I'll, over, over the some. next couple birthdays and Christmases. We'll we'll probably do. So it's kind of like a special occasion type of yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we 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 polished off one bottle. The uh, signature Pirates going a three game winning my, streak. Uh, You're not rolling that thing out. No, no. Okay, no, gotcha. No. I, I polished the, the the last high end and went off at uh, the the uh, the signature of my uh, my divorce. Ah, and on that note. On that note, Take us uh, out, hope, hopefully um, we haven't bored you or we haven't talked your ears off. Even if you listen to maybe enlightened you, know, you like a half of ten minutes or five, you know, fifteen minutes. You know, I'm a big podcast connoisseur. Um, I, I like to learn something from everything. And um, even if you if you give us a partial listen, hey, even the feedback is like, hey, yeah. Come to me in twenty-minute chunks. That's the thing. We'll is bad press, out. like they say, right? That's Even right. negative press is. We'll, is, is we'll figure it out. Come, come, come! Tell us what you need. Um, you know, I, I listen to podcasts. I, I suffer from tinnitus or tinnitus, and I'll I'll listen. Be careful to, how you say that. Yeah, buddy. right, 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 right. Um, but I'll you know if it, after you know my wife nods off, I'll I'll if if I'm hearing the ringing, I'll I'll throw a one ear pod in and I'll throw a, a podcast on and I'll hit the timer for uh, an hour and hopefully I go to sleep before it. So even if, even if we're helping you get to sleep, you know, we appreciate it. And, um, you know, feedback, we, we definitely appreciate it with that. I'll, Dave, I'll let you take us out. Enjoyed it, Scott. This was really fun. And, uh, everybody out there, we hope you stay with us along our journey here. And, uh, we hope this is the first of many and it's going to be probably up to you how many. So we'd really appreciate um, any feedback from anybody and we, we, we hope that you can be with us along the ride here so um, until next time when we do this again be safe be happy and we'll see you next time peace out